I want to talk some training camp buzz. Let's get deep in the wheeze. We are here to party. We put our best on just to come out here and yell at y'all. All right, so we're going to talk about some training camp buzz as it relates to later round picks in fantasy, as it relates to dudes getting a lot of buzz. What do we separate in terms of noise and reports and rumors? And how do we look at all the stuff happening right now, um, especially as it relates to your dynasty team, right? Because if you're playing in a real dynasty league, you probably got anywhere from 26 to 32-ish players on your roster, and you need to dig deep. And now is the time in which you grab free agents that actually might matter to your team going forward very hard to pick up guys that actually matter in season because everyone knows about everybody but right now there's a lot in flux so when we are targeting players right now in the offseason you want to target players that are getting a lot of hype from a lot of different angles whether it's beat reporters and coaches and players and coordinators once you start hearing a lot of stuff going on from a lot of different people where there's smoke there's usually fire there okay so we're talking about seven players today where you know, we'll, we'll, we'll rip it again. They're getting put into a pipe and smoked right now. We're getting a lot of that fuzzy gray cloud coming out of these camp reports. So seven players you need to be adding to your dynasty rosters or drafting at the end of fantasy drafts right now. You know, we had to tuck before we get down to business. So the way I look at uh, Dynasty as opposed to redraft or as opposed to shallower leagues is like none of these players on this list I'm overly high about. I don't necessarily love, but when you're playing in Dynasty leagues and you need to give yourself the best option or chance to succeed or grab players that actually will matter on your bench and have depth for you, you want to start looking at good teams, good offenses that have positions that are completely in flux. And by positions, I mean like specific roles within an offense that don't have anyone attached to what that role is going to be. I think one of the clearest examples for me right now is this Dallas offense. And there's a couple players on this list that are from the Dallas offense because that offense is so up in flux in terms of who is actually going to be contributing outside of their top tier talent. You're not going to find fucking Tony Pollard and CeeDee Lamb on the waiver wire in Dynasty League. So I'm trying to give you actionable advice. Some of these players are probably going to be owned in like 50, 60, maybe even 70% of Dynasty Leagues. But there will be some of these players available in your Dynasty Leagues and you need to go use those end of roster spots on these guys. Dallas, maybe they're not a top five offense like they had been for, you know, the better part of the last decade, but they'll still be a top half offense. They'll still be plenty productive outside of just Tony Pollard and CD Lamb. And that's where these dynasty roster spots come into play. Like maybe it turns out to be exactly like what we see on paper. Maybe CD Lamb goes crazy and catches 110 passes. Maybe Tony Pollard actually gets 300 touches and goes for 1,500, 1,700 total yards and absolutely eats. Maybe Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup are really good wide receiver twos and threes and they combine for, I don't know, like 1,600 yards and 10, 11, 12 touchdowns. But maybe Gallup has just kind of been overhyped his entire career and he's not that good. And maybe Brandon Cooks and uh, him being 30 years old and whose receiving yardage and fantasy points per game have both declined in three straight seasons is actually himself cooked a little bit. So we look at that situation and say, yes, there's a chance that all those things break right. And on paper is exactly what happens. But of course, there's always a chance that those things don't happen. And those that and that's how you look at it. That's how you play the odds when it comes to dynasty and looking at long shots. So the first couple guys that come to my mind first, number one, 
Jake Ferguson, their tight end. Now, Jake Ferguson is projected right now to be the starting tight end in Dallas. He doesn't have to be top five good in terms of talent, in terms of athleticism, in terms of fantasy production. But Dallas has had extremely usable tight ends in fantasy, you know, dating back to Jason Witten, but since Jason Witten retired also. And if you could pick up a usable tight end in Dynasty, like if you're, again, huge rosters, and you can find a guy on the waiver wire at this time of the year for fucking three fab dollars, 30 fab dollars even, that you end up starting at some point throughout your season three to four times, that's a fucking dub. You look at Blake Jarwin. He started to cook in Dallas at one point. Then he got hurt, and then Dalton Schultz came in. In 2020, 90 targets, 63 catches, over 600 receiving yards. In 2021, he obviously blew up. Was a tight end three overall. Top 10 again in 2022. Obviously a bad year with injuries and shit like that. But in the games that Dalton Schultz was hurt for and didn't play, Jake Ferguson played really well. And then you look at their backfield. Like, what do they have behind Tony Pollard? Literally fucking nothing. It's Ronald Jones, Malik Davis. Now, Malik Davis is the guy that we're targeting because he's probably lesser owned in dynasty leagues he's getting a lot of hype as a breather back right so he absolutely needs to be owned his profile his profile itself is is less appealing than putting mayo on a steak but weird things happen in fantasy football man dynasty is about playing the long odds and seeing what breaks everyone can have super hard stances on players and which players you like and which players you don't like but i promise you like the single worst point of emphasis to put on how you actually create your roster is to put all that emphasis on objectively like or subjectively liking or disliking a player and not actually playing the odds of looking at situational awareness of a team. Are they going to be good? Are they going to be bad? Is there opportunity to be had here? Because you're all going to be wrong at evaluating talent at a very, very high rate. And in these situations, the reason you need to take advantage of these situations and stay so on top of things right now during this point of the year is because there's literally no risk to picking up these guys and there's only reward. So paying attention at this point of the year, is it's such a plus EV move. I can't believe I just used the fucking phrase sentence word plus ev but you guys get it so jake ferguson and malik davis two guys you absolutely need to be looking at right now number three Daneric prince running back out of kansas city 40 percent owned in sleeper league so there's a good chance that he is available in your dynasty league so here's the deal with Daneric prince right so pacheco coming back from an injury not at camp right now we have mckinnon very very much penciled into a pass catching role we have ceh summoned to the upside down and we're starting to hear a lot of buzz about this kid out of Tulsa, Daneric Prince, an undrafted free agent. On paper, you look at his profile. It's an impressive profile. Six foot, 216 pounds, ran a 4-4-1, which puts him in elite speed score and just above average in every other athletic test. It reminds me a little bit, and by a little bit, I mean down to the fucking nanometer of another running back that Kansas City recently rostered with little to no draft capital that wasn't efficient at all in college. That was 215 plus pounds and ripped his 40-yard dash, yada, 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 Isaiah Pacheco. The profiles are strikingly similar, all right? Kansas City clearly has a type. I like Latinas. The Chiefs are in a moment in time where they love angry straight line runners. No difference between us. I would go as far as saying I am basically a Super Bowl champion. But if you look at their profiles, man, you know, it, it, it's hard to, again, read into what a lot of this hype in summer actually means. And most of it is fluff. But again, two things I buy into. If, if a coach is talking bad about a player, if the narrative is bad, that's bad. That's eye-opening because they very rarely ever talk bad about their players. So if they're bad talk, bad. Bad news. Bad talk, bad news. If we're starting to hear from all angles and sources that something big is happening with the player, like he looks really, really good, probably something there. And we are getting praise from Andy Reid. We are getting praise from Jarek McKinnon. We are getting praised from beat reporters. We have a beat reporter in early June saying that you can all but pencil in Daneric Prince to the 53-man roster. That is crazy for an undrafted free agent in early June 
to already be penciled into the 53 man roster. Is that going to happen? I I mean, there's definitely hesitation there. I don't know if he actually makes a roster, but that feels like it's saying a lot unless this guy's a fucking clown, Pete Sweeney. Like, do I think Prince is going to do to Prince what Pacheco did to CEH? Like, no, wouldn't put the odds there. But Pacheco did that to CEH. Again, weirder things have happened in fantasy football. These are the guys that you want to be on top of. And at this point, this is a much uh, more well-known name. But Dwayne McBride, if he's somehow available in your dynasty league, Minnesota, seventh round pick, Dalvin Cook out of the picture. It's Alexander Madison, it's Ty Chandler, it's uh, Kenne Nuangwu, and then it's Dwayne McBride. I think he is pretty much the best pure runner out of the group, to be honest with you. I mean, he could literally get cut in a month, but he was a beast in college. He was a smooth criminal on the football field. He's got power. He's got shiftiness that is rare at 5'10", 215 pounds. But like all eyes have been on Alexander Madison, Ty Chandler, Nwangu, like neither of those guys profile as workhorses. Nwangu is like a special teams guy. Chandler's undersized, can be explosive, but I don't see him having like a huge role. I, and, and listen, I think there's a really good chance that Madison ends up finishing the season and delivers like an RB17 season and gets like 245, 260 touches or whatever. But there's also a chance that some other shit happens, you know, and uh, I'm pretty confident that McBride is probably the best pure runner on the roster, if not second best behind Madison. Let's talk some pass catchers. Puka Nakua out of BYU, wide receiver for the Los Angeles Rams. So this was a write-up uh, that I did in our rookie draft guide, which if you have a rookie draft coming up soon or you got a dynasty startup draft coming up soon, this will help you more than any other resource out there as it relates to understanding the rookie class. And this is for Mr. Puka. Nakua is a University of Washington transfer who broke out in 2021, his first year as a Mormon. At just 19 years old, he is 6'2", 210 pounds. The Rams will probably use Nakua as a big slot replacement for when Cooper Cup eventually set sail. Now, Nakua operated out of the slot on 41.1% of his plays last year at BYU. And per Matt Harmon's reception perception, he was in the backfield for 15.6% of his snaps as a pre-snap motion player. If that does not scream Cooper Cup, Robert Woods in this offense, I don't know what does. He excels versus zone coverage, ranking second in this year's class in yards per route run, 3.81 against zone coverage, but graded out very well versus man and press coverage as well. Now the Rams roster is completely in flux, which could mean that there isn't much value to be had here because they're not going to be a good team and in the future might not be a good team, but it also means that there is going to be a ton of opportunity relative to the unknown guys that are there. They really have nothing there. They they continue to try to pretend like Van Jefferson is going to be a piece of this offense. It's like the same spiel that we're fucking getting from Cleveland and Donovan Peoples-Jones. They're the same guy as far as I'm concerned, and they're never going to do a goddamn thing. Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell, Ben Skoran, like It's all the same guys that are never going to do shit, right? But Puka is getting a lot of hype from Sean McVay, and he's getting a lot of hype from Cooper Cup, and I definitely think he makes the roster as a fifth-round pick. And I'd be surprised if he doesn't get on there pretty quickly because, again, he is built like Cooper Cup. He's a bigger move-around slot wide receiver that plays really well against zone. Do they go back to that 11 personnel that made them so successful when McVay got there between you know Woods and Cup? and Brandon Cooks, where it was these guys kind of just like interchangeable in terms of their actual role. Do we see like a Puka play Robert Woods, Cooper Cup doing his thing, and then like Tutu Atwell or Van Jefferson strictly playing that Brandon Cooks downfield role? I could see it. I could see it. I got good vision. I got 20-20 vision. Don't get, don't get me started. Don't get me rolling on the chair right now. Great vision, and I can see it happening. So when you look at the profile, man, again, 6'2", 210, best comp to Stevie Johnstein. Gotta love it. College yards per reception, 18.5, 89th percentile. His college target share, 66th percentile. 
His breakout age, 19.3s in the 83rd percentile. The analytics people got to love him, baby. Number six on this list, Keaton Mitchell, running back out of Baltimore. Y'all know I like J.K. Dobbins. I made a video on Tuesday that was literally five guys that I think will win you fantasy football leagues in 2023. That will be linked down below. I very much suggest you go check that. I'll talk about J.K. Dobbins, but again, this whole the whole theme of this video is that you take shots in Dynasty. You take shots on last round picks because the situation might be ripe. So Keaton Mitchell is this 5'8", 180-pound back out of East Carolina, undrafted free agent, runs a 4-3-7 40-yard dash, serious burst, serious explosion, serious pass-catching prowess. He is a very good third down back. He's a very good weapons back. Now, do I think they're going to catch a ton of passes in Baltimore at the running back position? No, unlikely. But if they do carve out a role for it, and let's say they don't want to use Dobbins in that role, maybe it's Keaton Mitchell. They got nothing else on the roster. Justice Hill has not proven to us he can catch passes at a high level at the NFL level. Gus Edwards, obviously, he ain't that guy. And we got Tom Munkin coming in talking about how he wants to use these running backs in a more explosive manner, etc. Do I think Mitchell is the guy there that's going to be a playmaker? Uh, maybe, probably not. I mean, extremely undersized, probably the fourth string guy. He is undrafted, so he's not, you know, a sure thing to make the roster. But I think he's worth rostering in Dynasty right now because I've said this before, but we see surprise cuts from NFL teams all the time. Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, wouldn't be surprised. I think Gus Edwards' contract probably says that he won't be cut. But if Justice Hill got cut, wouldn't be shocked. What the fuck so ever? He's been in the league for four or five years. He hasn't done a goddamn thing. And lastly, I was I was going to talk about like the Giants wide receiver groups because Paris Campbell's got a ton of hype. But at this point, I feel like everyone's kind of seen the reports. I started writing this like a week ago. Campbell needs to be picked up. I feel like a lot of people probably dropped him. I know in one of my dynasty leagues, I dropped him, I think, at the end of last year or maybe this offseason. And then someone else picked him up, and now I'm pretty sad and somber and melancholy about it. Paris Campbell needs to be owned. Isaiah Hodgins absolutely needs to be owned. Uh, I mean, everybody else is probably owned already. Wondell Robinson, Jalen Hyatt, all those motherfuckers. Uh, but go pick up Paris Campbell because everything continues to roll out that he's going to be the most involved pass catcher in this offense. Do I believe it? No, but I don't know. I don't know, okay? So go grab those guys in your Dynasty League. I will see you tomorrow for a full underdog live stream best ball draft join the discord if you want to be in the draft make sure you download the underdog app obviously and use code bdge when you deposit for the first time for a 100 deposit match so go down the underdog you'll be able to draft with us join discord and you will hit the link when i drop it in there to draft with us all right subscribe to the channel if you're new we're doing redraft we're doing dynasty we're doing season long we're doing in season we're doing everything you need for fantasy football i love you i'll see you tomorrow When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.